There's a word from the Lord as we conclude this one word series. We began on September the 12th of this year. This is the 16th week, 16th message. We began with a pre-message called From Clutter to Clarity, the week preceding the 12th. Starting on the 12th, we introduced one word to you. We said that God wanted us over the next several weeks to declutter, to, to allow uh, not too many voices to speak and to hear a word from the Lord. And we began with the word empowered. And we talked about words throughout this series, thankful. We, we are flashing them on the board, confident. These are the words we've talked about, bless. We've talked about perseverance. We talked about purpose. We spoke on choices. We spoke on fearless. Pastor Antoine Jackson spoke on fearless. We talked about peace of God. We spoke on anniversary Sunday on the word rejoice. And then Pastor Lawson came the next week and spoke from the word surrender. We then returned with just one word after the anniversary and says, let's not celebrate what we've done, but let's do greater things as we go forward. And then the month of December, we began with the three words of our theme, restore. We talked about support and we talked on strengthened. And then God has now invited us to this, which is the last word on the last Sunday of this year, 2021. God has given us a word that is found in the text reference of Psalms 91, verses 9, 10, and verse 11. Just one word, just one word. Has a word blessed anyone this year? Amen. Just remember those words, amen. But here, what, here is how God wants us to close out the year. Psalms 91, beginning at verse 9, reading from the New King James Version, it says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, uh, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Here's where the subject is found in verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over you. <laughs> and this is the part I like, to keep you in all your ways. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Before you sit down, help me if you will, just wave at somebody and say, kept. That's the word for this week. Kept. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Kept. On this last Sunday of the year, our final word in this series is in fact a word from a message that our founding pastor, Bishop A.C. Jackson, preached in 1988. The subject from that message that Bishop Jackson preached in 1988, 33 years ago, was simply this word. 
kept. God has asked that we revisit it again. Somebody say kept. I think Bishop Jackson knew something. <laughs> I think he knew that life would never be easy and that there would be so many ups and downs and struggles in all of our lives. There's one thing that I so admired about Bishop Jackson was that he was a practical preacher that never was consumed, obsessed, or even cared about how he ranked among other theologians. But he always wanted to connect the dots and encourage someone, particularly those who are struggling with everyday life issues. So the word kept, as most commonly used, is defined as to watch over, kept, as we use it uh, mostly within this society, is defined as to protect. However, I, I researched and found another definition that I would like to use in today's message, one that I think fits God's assignment for this message today. And the definition is found in the Advanced English Dictionary. It simply defines kept as unbroken. <laughs> I want to talk to you this morning. Kept as unbroken. Not shadowed. We fell down, but we weren't broken. Uh, mm, preaching to somebody. We, we struggled. <laughs> we weren't broken. <laughs> uh, we slipped and fell sometime, but we weren't broken. Here's what God said to me. God said to me, now perhaps unbroken is the best way to describe the testimony of many of us as we conclude this year. And I don't want to be presumptuous and speak for you, but I, I, I can speak for myself and say this does describe my testimony in 2021. Perhaps it also is a great description of your testimony. In other words, the Lord has kept us all year. Listen to this. This is what God dropped. You hear this at the end of the message. God has kept us from falling apart. Ah. Can I preach this? And I said, Lord, when I was putting this together, I, 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 want, I want to be true and I want to be honest and just don't want to say something to say it. I said, Lord, I can't get up and tell people that they haven't been hurt in 2021. He said, I didn't ask you to do that. I said, I can't get up and tell people they haven't lost something Brother Fred, in 2021, and God says, I'm not asking you to do that. I said, Lord, I can't get up and tell people who's lost a loved one in the last year or the last two years or someone who's buried somebody because of COVID-19 that they haven't been through something. And God said, I am not asking you to do that. Here's what I'm asking you to do, that they were not broken. The Lord says, tell them that I kept them all year 
from falling apart physically, emotionally, mentally, as well as spiritually. Is there anybody in here that's so grateful that the Lord has kept you from falling apart? You fell, but you weren't totally destroyed. You struggled, but you made it. And the Lord said, that's what that message has to be about, Daryl. It cannot, if you are authentic and real with people, it cannot be you didn't lose a loved one because some did. Cannot be you didn't lose a job because some did. But it has to be that when you went through all of that, you didn't spiral out of control. You didn't end up in a bottomless pit. And I said, Lord, you've got to give me a scripture to, to help somebody. And God says, look at Psalms 30 and 3, New King James Version. And I revisited Psalms 33, and the Lord said, and the Bible says this, Oh, Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Now, I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody in here and your praise on this last Sunday is as bad as it was, it could have been worse, that I did not end up in a bottomless pit, that God kept me alive, that God kept me, brought my soul up out of the grave. Somebody clap those hands and you just give God your best kept praise. Come on, come on, somebody. Clap those hands and tell God I thank you. I thank you. If people really knew your story, whoo, whoo, if they really knew how close you came to losing it all, they see you strutting now but they don't see what you had to go through. They didn't see all the time you walked the floor at night, all the times the song was singing in the back of your head, trouble in my way. I had to cry sometime. I laid awake at night, but that's all right. Jesus will fix it. After a while, I just want to make sure that there's some praises in here. Is there anybody on this last Sunday, your testimony is that God kept me. God kept me. I could have lost my mind. I should have lost it. I should have lost it. But God, but God, but God, sometimes you just got to praise God in your own way sometimes you just gotta take a praise break and in your own way and say when i think of his goodness and what he's done for me yeah think of his goodness and oh he brought me through Woo. then my soul cries out lord i thank you lord i thank you Lord I, Lord, I thank you. 
You brought me up out of the grave. You kept my soul from going into the pit. I should have lost it. I should have lost it. I should have lost it. Woo! Mm -hmm. Woo! Ah, Y'all excuse me. I had to come back on this last Sunday to tell the Lord I thank you. See, because in, in January we look forward with expectation. But in December, particularly on the last Sunday in December, we look back uh, with gratification. <laughs> we say, Lord, I'm so grateful. <laughs> you didn't really have to do it. Many lost their lives in 2021, but I'm one of the ones who made it. If you're here today, if you're under the sound of my voice, wherever you are, you are one of the ones who made it. You may not be as strong as what you hoped you would be, but you're here and you ought to clap those hands and tell the Lord, you kept me. Listen, the book of Jude only has one chapter, but that 24th verse of that one chapter says this, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. I added apart, from falling apart, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Somebody shout, I still have joy. You know what, don't take that for granted. This is the last Sunday of the year and you still got joy. You went through a whole lot that a lot of people would have given up on their joy, but you still have joy. Sickness, still have joy. Financial struggles, but you still have joy. Family crisis, but you still have joy. And then I thought about that scripture in Isaiah, that iconic verse in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. The New Living Translation puts it this way, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Here's what I realized. God, you know what? You've given me something more important than money. You've given me something more important than than natural uh, materialistic things. If you've got peace, in fact, if you've got peace in your mind, then you've got a blessing from God. Amen. You, you may not have all the materialistic things others have, but if you've got the peace of God that far exceeds human understanding, then you've got a blessing from God. Don't fool me now. Anyone want to clap those hands and give God a praise? For your peace in 2021. Thank God you can sleep at night. Amen. Thank God you don't let things get you down that used to get you down. Thank God for peace. Somebody clap those hands and say perfect peace. Come on. Someone say perfect peace. 
he will keep us in perfect peace. That's what God has done for us. And then our text reference, Psalms 91, an incredible poetic passage of scripture that's found in the writings of the Psalms. The psalmist begins Psalms 91 with these most powerful words. He writes, and I quote, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High <laughs> shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, if, you, if you get in that secret sweet spot <laughs> where it's just you and God. <laughs> so we haven't always been there because we've allowed other people to mess with our mind and to mess with our joy and try to mess with our peace. But if we get in that secret spot where you don't care what they think about you, you, you don't care what their opinion of you may be. You are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. It goes on to say in this verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Look how personal he makes this. My God, in him will I trust. Every redeemed person ought to say something. Amen. The Bible puts it this way, Elder Robert Wilson said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Anybody know that he's your God and God has been good to you? I will say of the Lord, he is my rest. I don't care what you think about. That's why I don't argue religion. I was telling somebody the other day, I have not gotten into a debate on religion in years. I refuse to have a debate. My wife and I don't even debate religion. I don't even debate it with my family or any, I don't even do it just for the sake of conversation because I know that my religion is so organic and personal to me uh, that it is between me and God. Your faith and your religion has to be personal between you. Don't let anybody try to convince you who you are and whose you are and whether or not you're saved or not or whether or not you're going to heaven or hell. Nobody has a heaven or a hell to put you in. It is between you and your God. But you ought to be able to say, my God is my refuge and my fortune. Anybody know that he's your God? Is he your God? Is he your personal God. Is he your God? Is he the one who walks with you and talks with you and tells you that you are his own? And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, but the psalmist say, he is my refuge. Regardless of what you think of me, I know who I am and whose I am. And God is my refuge. Is he your help? in the time of trouble. Then he says, he is my fortress. Fortress, he is that wall around me. In him will I trust. I love you, Bible way. I love this ministry, but my trust is not in making sure that the ministry treats me right. <laughs> because what really matters to me is that my trust 
is in the Lord. And if everybody abandons me, I know God is always on my side. How many of you know that if the Lord is for you, who can be against you? And then we get to these incredible three verses in our text. Verses 9, 10, and 11 of Psalms 91. Listen to what it says. And then we want to share three quick insights and we're done. It says this, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil <laughs> shall befall you. I, I, I'm going to deal with what that word really means later. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. But this is what I like for. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Can I, can I preach this out? Can I share with you three key insights I want you to take from this verse. Number one is this. Pay uh, close attention to this. God will reward our faithfulness. The favor of God is conditional. Now don't miss this. I said to the church this morning at 8 and after church I had to go and pray and say, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm in line with you. And God says, say it again. You were correct. Salvation is free, but favor is not. Catch this. God says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will be saved. Amen. Salvation is free, but favor whew, follows faithfulness. And so there are some people, and please don't take this the wrong way, all you would ever be is saved. <laughs> but you won't have favor. But pastor, isn't that enough? If it's enough for you, then enjoy it. But I want life and life more abundantly. Amen. And so not only do I want to be saved, but I want the favor and the blessings of God. I want the Deuteronomy 28 blessings and all these blessings shall follow you and overtake you. Bless in the city, bless in the field, bless going in, bless coming. And God says in order to appreciate and receive the favor of God, we need to be faithful. In other words, favor follows faithfulness. Look at what verse 9 of the text says. He says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling places. It is conditional. Before we get to the next key insight, this one is most important. He says, because you have done this then these things will follow. We want the blessings, but not the faithfulness. We want the favor of God, 
but we don't want to walk in the faithfulness of God. And God says, don't get mad when you see other people's favor. And God began to do things for them because they walk in the faithfulness. And that faithfulness does not mean you walk in anyone else's shoes because I don't know what your assignment is from the Lord. But it's doing what God tells you to do. And when you see people who volunteer in ministry and volunteer to make the community better and do all of these things and you wonder why God blesses them with favor and you say, but I'm saved and I go to church and God say, yeah, but there's a period behind that statement. What else do you do? What else do you do for the kingdom? Amen. But when you walk faithfully and when you help those who cannot help themselves and you bless others and you do all that God has called you to do, then the blessings of God will follow you. It's in the text. Look up anything in the text dealing with the favor of God. It has always followed faithfulness. Amen. That scripture in the book of Malachi that we love, he will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And every time you say that, people clap. Oh, open the windows, Lord, open the windows. But then we ignore what it says before that other friend when he says, now nah, don't rob me and bring back to me. And then I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. God wants us to be faithful to him in our living and when we are we can watch God bless us in the ways that only God can bless us here's the second key insight in this incredible passage the Lord says when you're faithful when you make the decision to make the Lord your refuge to make the Lord your dwelling place then he says the Lord will protect us doing our most devastating experiences. Now, he's not ever promised to exempt us. He promised to protect us. There's a difference between God exempting you and God protecting you. God says, you're going to have to go through it, but I'll protect you. I'll protect you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, spirit of the Lord, will lift up a standard against the enemy. How many of you have been in the midst of a flood and God was right there? To How many of you have ever been in the midst of a storm and God was right there to protect you? And God says, watch what I would do. I will protect you. God will do what only God can do. And I'm here to tell you that the presence of the Lord will protect us unlike anything else. It says it will not befall you. In other words, it will not destroy you. We would have to go through it, but the protection of God will wrap us up and we would be all right. Tell somebody, I'm all right now. <laughs> Woo, I'm all right now. We, we will endure plagues, but God says we'll be all right. And even if we suffer loss, 
God said everything is going to be all right because the third and the final insight is the key. Look at what God says. This third and the final insight, not only will the Lord protect us, but he will keep us as we encounter life's most difficult challenge. I've stopped asking God to prevent stuff. I've just told God to protect and keep me when stuff happens. Am I preaching to anybody? Look at somebody and say, you're going to go through some stuff. But God will be right there to protect and keep you in the midst. He said, I'll give my angels, his angels, charge over us. Uh, all day, all night, the angels of God are watching over you. Somebody say, Lord, thank you. Come on, tell the Lord, thank you. Is there anybody in here glad to know that God has done just what God said he would do? Now look back over the last 11 months and three weeks of your life and think about where you would be if God had not kept you. And stand to your feet all over this place and give God your best. Lord, I thank you. Come on, somebody. Come on and give him my Lord. I... Somebody ought to give him my Come on. That's right. That's right. Give him. Come on. Somebody shout camp. Someone shout camp. Come on. Ah. He kept you. Look at your family. Look at you. Someone shout camp. Do me a favor. If you can, if you will, if you desire, leave your seat. Come stand at this altar and say, Lord, you kept me. Ah. Ah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real simple word, kept. Woo. Thank you, brother musicians. Come on. Look at your family. Look at your life. Look at where he has brought you from. Woo. Ah. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. You could have lost your son. You could have lost your life. But God. Come on, take 30 more seconds and just wave those hands in the air. Let your mind go back. God told me this morning, keep this real simple. Keep this real simple. One word, kept. One word, kept. Look at somebody and say, kept. You've been mother 87 years and you're still here. Kept, kept. 
somebody, somebody, someone. <laughs> it's real simple. These last 16 weeks, they've been really simple. Just one word. And God says, I need you to end this year with this one word, kept. Can I tell you something? It could have been another way. That accident that your child was in, you could have visited the graveyard and not the hospital. Ooh, but God, your situation could have been <laughs> another way. Those difficult times you went through. For the Gary Spans, Sister Lynette, I, I thank God so much for you all. You all drive from Bishopville every Sunday, even with health challenges. Because you know that God has kept you. Listen to these words I want to leave you with. Kurt Carr wrote this song entitled, I Almost Gave Up. <laughs> God said to me, I need you to end this message with this. But I want you to hear the lyrics of the song before Anthony and the young adult praise team, chosen generation comes. I almost let go, the song says. I felt like I couldn't take life anymore my problems had me bound depression I want y'all to know depression is real but don't, don't let anybody say it's not it's, it's real depression weighed me down but God held me close <laughs> so I wouldn't let go God's mercy kept me so I would let go. Whew. I almost gave up. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough, but I couldn't see it. The devil really had me, but Jesus came and grabbed me. <laughs> And he held me close so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy, somebody say God's mercy, kept me so I wouldn't let go. So I'm here today because God kept me. I'm alive today only because his grace Oh, he kept me. Somebody say he kept me. God kept me. God kept me. God kept me. God kept your family. God kept me. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't let go. Brother Anthony Thomas and chosen generation right now, listen. Let go.
Giving up. Ooh. I was right, right at the edge of a break. But I couldn't see it. <laughs> the devil really had me. The devil uh. really had me. But Jesus, but Jesus came and grabbed me and he uh. held me close. Uh. So I wouldn't let go. God's mercy. God's mercy kept me. So I would take it from the top, go. Anthony. From the top, y'all. I want to hear this again. Almost listen. I almost let go. Let go. That's for somebody here today. <laughs> I felt like I just couldn't take a life. Can we just keep it real? I'm here to tell you, you're not by yourself. We all have been there. Uh, And I almost gave up to listen. Listen. I Can we just keep it real? Uh, I almost gave up, Lord. I almost gave up on you. I I couldn't even see the breakthrough. Listen. The devil had me. <laughs> God's mercy. God's mercy kept me. So I wouldn't let go. So Lord, I'm here today. So I'm here today because God kept me.
it had not been for the grace of God. Everybody know that God kept you. Wave those hands there. Mother Jackson, over your grandkids, over your great-grands. God says, I'll give his angels charge over your career, over every step in your life, over the darkest moments over your life. And he shall keep you in all your ways. Come on and tell him again, Let Anthony. Me. Ooh, God me. Uh, I should have lost my mind. I should have lost my mind. But oh, yeah. but God. those eyes. God just dropped this in my spirit. I don't know who it's from. God says, some of you may have lost your family, but you didn't lose your God. I don't know, Lord, why you wanted me to say that. Some of you may have lost your job, but you didn't lose your God. (laughs) Some of you may have lost your health, (laughs) but you did not lose your God. God says, I'm right there by your side every step of the way. Remember the first key insight in this three insight conclusion is that it's conditional. We've got to give our ways to the Lord. He has to become your refuge because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. It's personal. And when God becomes your refuge, he becomes your keeper. He becomes your provider. He becomes a very present help in the time of trouble. Close those eyes. Those of you that are joining us virtually, touch and agree wherever you are. Eternal Father, we thank you. And here we are now on this final Sunday in the year 2021. (laughs) you saved this word kept for last because you want us to know that it could have been another way but you kept us there are those who've lost some things in 2021 but they kept their relationship with you (laughs) you've allowed them to keep their joy and their peace that surpasseth all understanding Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for Bishop Jackson. Uh, 33 years ago, uh, understood the significance of this word kept. 
And here we are now, 33 years later, Lord, we're still evoking this same word, kept. Keep our families. Keep our loved ones. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for what you've already done. We had to come on this last Sunday. We had to worship. We had to stop whatever we were doing <laughs> and tell you thank you <laughs> for just keeping us. Thank you, Lord. And now, Lord, to those that don't know you, to those who have not yet made that decision, please remind them that it's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late, Lord. They can do it even before the end of this year. In fact, they can do it before the end of today. In fact, they can do it before the end of this prayer. <laughs> That's how quick you can turn their lives around. And we say thank you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody said amen. Come on and worship. If you want prayer, if you want to give your life to the Lord, elders are at the back of the church. If you want to make a commitment this morning, hey, God says come on right now. God, come on. God kept me. Somebody say, God kept me. God kept me. Listen, come on, wherever you are, as they softly sing and you stand to your feet before the benediction, I want to, I want to end this last message, last service, uh, Sunday service uh, this year. A very special thank you to all of you. You've been so faithful, amen. And because you've been so faithful, my prayer is that the favor of God just rests on you and go with you. God, God has allowed us to do some incredible things. I want you to share this real quick testimony. Just indulge me for a minute. Come on, musicians, please sing softly, Anthony. So the first project we began, development project, was began, Rose, you know this because you've been so faithful with us, what, over three years ago? Amen. It's the workforce housing that's right behind the gas station. So many hurdles. <laughs> so many obstacles. So close to just giving up on the project. Year after year, didn't seem to work. But God says, stick it out. It's going to close. It's going to happen. Lo and behold, <laughs> look at God. On the 23rd, mother, of December, 23rd of December, the deal closed and they wired the money to the bank. That's Bishop Jackson's birthday in case some of you don't know it. Here's what... And God spoke to me that day, and God says, I did it for a purpose. Amen. Next Sunday when you come to church, you are going to see a beautiful sign over here that says the Children's and Youth Zone. Thank you to our leaders. Thank you, Antoine. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you to all of the leaders whose names I, I cannot call because that project is going to be next door because you trust God with just seven dollars 
me tell you how good God is. God says, start the project now. Amen. And I said, Lord, we haven't raised all the money. He said, don't worry about it. Start it. He says, and before it's finished, the money will be there. And I says, this is what you told me, $7. He said, this is how it will be done. And so last week, I get a call from the banker. And I shared this with, with our former uh, CFO, Rose. And the banker said, y'all are getting ready to start a project. We want to finance it. I says, we're not sure we're going to borrow any money or we need any money. He says, in case you ever need any money, we've already approved uh, it. I said, what could you have approved? We haven't asked for anything. He said, I went to my board and my CEO and said, Bible Way is about to do a project. The CEO said, how much it costs? I said, I don't know. He said, I don't care how much it costs. Just approve it. And he says, here's what I'll do. I'll prove it if you ever want to draw down on it. If you ever need it. And I said, Lord, Mother Jackson, that's a long ways from 1963 when nobody will lend us anything. And God said, I'll show you something. And I called them back. I said, I appreciate the comfort level of knowing the money is there, but we're raising it as we go. And I said, God has blessed us this year through faith offering to already have enough to plant the seed in the ground, to break ground, to hire the company, and to get the construction started. And God says, when you need more, I'll show up and be right there for I just want you to know what kind of God we serve. And if he can do it for us, God can do it for you. Somebody know, won't eat. God kept me. God keeps doing things over and over and over and over and over and over. So as you lift those hands, plant those seeds. Every $7 you've given, not one dime of that has been spent. Yet we've saved it for this project. And God says, put it on the youth and children's zone. And when you see that, when you see the sign, when you go to our website next week and you see the design, thank you to Brother Anthony Lawrence, an architect and a member of this church who worked even over the holidays to finalize those plans. Thank you to others who worked so hard even during their time off to make sure that this comes to fruition. And God said, this is only the beginning because in 2022, we're gonna break ground on the children's and youth zone. We will break ground on a senior citizen community. We will break ground on a workforce housing for young adults. These are things that God says that he will do because of your faithfulness. And as your pastor, I did not want this year to conclude without me saying to you, thank you for trusting God. Thank you for trusting the anointing that God has given me to lead this ministry. And I has not seen or ear heard what God is about to do. God is about to do something even greater than that. Amen, somebody. Lift those hands now. Come on. God will keep you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. See you. Watch night service. Doors open 1030. Service starts 1045. God bless you. Thank you.